0: The of
1: man. This <laughs> is this is the
0: Wait, is this about Donald
1: Trump? But, <laughs> well, now you spoiled it. The way you described it, I assumed that's what you were talking about. <laughs> I know. Uh, we'll have him on as a guest some other time. Ugh. We'd be like, Mr. Trump, how does it feel having destroyed several cities in the last week? <laughs> And he'll be like, I swear, when my people find me, they're going to kill the both of you. <laughs> oh, they'll never find you. There's a movie. Um, <laughs> anyway, well, um, uh, this is our first episode, our inaugural episode, so to speak, of... Um, <clears throat> Of uh, the Giganticast, which is uh, 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 mostly by me, uh, Matt Frank Whom I'm sure some of you listening might know who I am Probably not, actually uh, <laughs> I'm I, sure they do Well, I'm sure the, well, some of the One of Us listeners uh, will remember me from a few um, Digital Noise episodes I'm on Rage Selects every now and then, whenever there's something monster-y or <laughs> robot-y And, um, yeah, and so... Uh, this is a podcast that Chris and I have been talking about for a little while, and it's just really, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while, where, you know, talk about not just giant monsters, because there are a couple of really great kaiju, giant monster related podcasts out there. And I want to do something a little different. You know, we're going to start we 're going to start slow, start like really nice and simple, just talk about monster movies, and then moving on later, if people like this we'll start doing maybe some more complicated stuff, talk about some deeper issues from the Kaiju uh, genre and giant monsters and whatnot you know because I wanted to I want to really share with people why I love this franchise. And why I think it's important. Well, it's about time you had a platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like people even d- d- even hear me talk about this stuff. I mean, <laughs> hey, man, finally. It's your passion,
0: and mm. that's what one of us is all about. And so yeah. I encourage said passion. Uh, I... Am not as experienced
1: as you are with this stuff.
0: I've seen a lot of Kaiju films, right. Um, mostly at your uh, prompting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you know what? can we get can we talk about this movie? Chris, We talk about this movie, right? <laughs> but
0: but obviously, this is not something that I would like ever be normally called in for um, <laughs> a professional cast. But I am glad to support this, and I'm glad to be here and be your sidekick. Yes, and of course you'll be having other people on here, other experts, interviews with people in the industry. Uh, I look forward to seeing how this all plays out.
1: Same here, and I do appreciate you helping me out with this because I don't know how any of this shit works. Um, yeah, but don't touch that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and and I I do hope that you know people enjoy this enough to where we can warrant us doing a few more doing more episodes. This isn't going to be uh, regular right off the bat because. I'm busy. We're all busy. Uh, I'm as as some of you may know. I'm a working comic book artist, and uh, all the time, and all day, and uh, I I travel a lot. So sometimes it's hard to arrange stuff like this. But we're definitely going to give it the old the old college try, the old kaijuish try. That didn't work. No. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to go with kaijuish conspiracy, but no. Uh,
1: so, probably a bad call on my part. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be another podcast. Oh, that's what we should have called it! Oddly,
0: giant monsters do love latkes. I don't know why. It's just a thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> pretty good. It's yeah. Pretty good. Potato and pancakes. Who doesn't love them? They're delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh... There's no Irish kaiju for that matter.
1: Is... The, no. Gorgo's Scottish. Um... Yeah, see?
0: There's Danish...
1: Much. Reptilicus is Danish... Gorgo is Scottish- I love that British. suddenly
0: this is like something that you're like,
1: wait, let me- <laughs> No, like seriously, <laughs> I have to know now. They- okay, anyway, normally when, you know, somebody starts with the first episode or first iteration of something Giant Monsters related, they inevitably talk about Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, he's the first, the best, the king, king of and the monsters. monsters. Exactly. Yeah. But, this is 2015- and Godzilla's anniversary, his big anniversary, was last year. And we all celebrated that in style. Which anniversary was that? That was sixty. 60th? Mm-hmm. Good
0: lord, look at him. Still out there, destroying cities. He's,
1: you know. yeah, he's got a, still
0: got a spring in his step. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, like, if you count the different Godzilla's, I guess he's not technically 60, right? I mean, one was like, when did it become the son of Godzilla, basically?
1: Well, that all depends on the canon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which storyline you're following. Exactly. I yeah. mean, if we're, To be believed, the current Godzilla has been around literally since before the dinosaurs. Okay. God knows whatever that means. A little
0: older than 60. A little bit. Yeah.
1: A little bit. But (laughs) uh but that being said, um 2015, and, and actually in December, which is coming up, will be uh the fiftieth anniversary of everybody's favorite giant flying turtle monster that nobody talks about anymore, which is Gamera. See, I was funny, I watched a gamma
0: movie before I watched a Godzilla movie in, yeah. because of Mystery Science Theatre. Yeah. And because they did like all of the originals, right? They did like all They did
1: five of they them. They did five of them. And okay. we'll definitely be talking about that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> which was literally my only exposure to Gamma for like until so like 1997 or something like that.
1: That is definitely a, a major point, a major feather in is MST3K's cap in that they really were very instrumental in keeping those keeping that franchise in the public consciousness for better or worse. And uh, <laughs> some even credit them for keeping it revived long enough for Daye to come back in in the 90s and do the big revival. Which
0: was the when I came back and and, and finally watched a real one. Yeah. What I watched was that.
1: I yeah. went, "Oh, This is actually kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. I mean, trust me, I'm going to be gushing over uh, the 90s trilogy, over Guardian of the Universe, and just, they're so so damn good. How did Gamera come about? Well, I mean, uh, not fictionally, I mean, in the sense of, like, <laughs> right. like how was it? I
0: mean, I, Godzilla was there first, presumably.
1: Right, uh, uh, yeah. So so
0: Gamera wasn't the same company.
1: No, no. Uh, well, I mean, Godzilla really kicked off what's known as the kaiju boom, the monster boom, in Japan, from the 50s and 60s, especially in the early 60s every company was trying to get in on this kaiju craze because it was, it was a relatively, they were relatively inexpensive films. I mean, they weren't cheap. I mean, they were still a lot of work and money still had to go into them, but, uh, everyone was trying to get on that bandwagon. Um, and Gamera was a product of Dai productions, Dai pictures, whatever you want to call them. They were considered one of Toho's big rivals at the time. Uh, but at the time, though, Daya was mostly actually known for um, more artsy films. They actually, I believe, produced a couple of Kurosawa's films. Oh, okay. Um,
0: and it, Toho it was more ma- doing the Godzilla stuff. They
1: were doing the, more mainstream, mainstream stuff. stuff. Uh, I mean, Toho totally had their hands in a lot of different pots, but uh, yeah, they were mostly doing big A pictures, stuff like the Crazy Cats comedies, which were a really big... Part of their turnout, which nobody in the states knows what those Never are. Never heard of that. <laughs> uh, they're just they're they're kind of like a Monty Python type thing, but for Japan, that's probably a terrible uh, analogy. <laughs> but it, it just uh, so so. Dae was mostly known for I, I could swear I think they did Rashomon. Um, Good lord, uh, no Rashomon was. Yojimbo, they they uh, they Seven did Samurai. they did some really no Seven Samurai was definitely Toho. Okay. Uh, then anyway. Uh, Daye was mostly doing these, uh, higher, higher end artsy pick, artsy flicks that, uh, they would then shop around to film festivals around the world. And the apocryphal story goes, and by the way, I really want to credit August Ragone for a lot of this information because he has been one of the big voices in recent years, uh, promoting Gamera, a re-evaluation, a re of the Gamera franchise. So thanks, Augie. Um, <laughs> he, Does
0: he uh, actually go by Augie, or did you
1: just, oh, no, you just I, wound him? Uh, no, he knows that we all call him Augie. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, now the apocryphal story goes is that the one of the major producers at Dai said, okay, well, we wa- I want a giant monster movie. We want our own giant monster franchise, and his... He thought of it when he was in a plane flying back to Japan from some festival or another and thought he saw a flying tortoise in the sky, like, just just as a cloud or so something. So you're saying Gamera is real? <laughs> He's based on a true story?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be so rad. Uh, no, uh, he just, he, he kind of imagined it and thought, like, oh, that would be a cool idea, so he basically kicked in the door to the writer's room back at the studio and said, make a movie about a giant turtle! And everyone's like, ah, oh, god, stop <laughs> doing that. <laughs> uh, what?
0: <laughs> a note to uh, self, tell boss to Get off drugs, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and also bar door more often. Uh, but uh, the the actual story as it goes is a little more it, it, it is a little different. It was uh, apparently it was a, it was a think tank put together where a couple of writers got together to think of. They were told make something that would basically compete with Godzilla. Like we want our own Godzilla, and they were initially actually working on. Uh, a movie called Nezula, the Rat Monster. Okay, and not as appealing. No, uh, well, what it was was that Daye were actually the uh, distributors for the, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds in mm. Japan at the time, and it was a huge hit. So they wanted a sort of a nature runs amok, uh, cr- animals go crazy kind of movie. And
0: we're talking about like the mid '60s, uh,
1: uh, like mid early, yeah, mid '60s. Um, so. Unfortunately, it was extremely troubled production. I mean, it was ambitious. They were going to do like stop motion animation combined with man in suit stuff, with also with real rats, kind of a Night of the Lepus kind of thing, except <laughs> probably a bit more terrifying. I, was, I hope so.
0: <laughs> I believe the Giant Bunnies movie. I don't think anyone has ever described that film as frightening, except that it got it. made.
1: Yeah, oh God, I I have a lot of unironic love for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so precious. Anyway. So unfortunately, there was a lot of production uh, problems, including that they were uh, they were unsatisfied with the store bought pet rats that they were trying to put into the miniature sets. So they went and got a bunch of wild rats. Oh, that sounds like a terrific move. Yeah, and considering what could that go wrong, right? I, it was a bad time, especially considering that one of the production assistants. Uh, hooked up an electrical current to the little soundstage that they had the rats on to make them jump around. Oh, good lord. Yeah, Yeah. it wasn't great. Eventually, the Japanese health department slash animal rights slash whatever got it, got together and said, you guys need to knock this off.
0: Yeah, torture a turtle instead.
1: (laughs) It's funny, you're not that far off. Um, (laughs) There is a turtle, a little turtle in the original Gamera, which, okay, we're going to get to that. Um, (laughs) So... Um, the film was handed off to Noriyuki Uwasa, who was a, I a charitably can't really call him an up and coming director. He was sort of the new guy that they could kind of throw under the bus if everything went south. Ah, okay. Like he was from a relatively affluent theatrical family. And so he got the job, uh, you know, because of his connections. So everyone was like, All right, well, sink or swim, kid. (laughs) So Yuasa came in, he uh, helped out with the script and, you know, directed the film. The original Gamera is... For all intents and purposes, a pretty standard giant monster movie. Uh monster gets woken up by a nuclear explosion, uh, go, runs amok. But created by a nuclear explosion? Uh, no, awoken, specifically. Okay,
0: so we uh, don't know at this point how he was created in the first place or where he came from.
1: It's it's kicked around the idea that Hit uh, was a species of giant turtle that, like, existed in the Arctic at some okay. point, or, like, maybe even on a sunken continent, something like that. And somehow he has this natural ability to... To absorb and consume fire,
0: mm. I shoot his farts out of his, his leg and armholes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like, oh my god, what is that? That's ah, gamera. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, it's basically what it is. It's compressed gas. Yeah. Yay. Mm, uh, mm, distressing. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, it's a fairly standard monster movie. There's a there's a, it's a monster powered by IBS. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: no. <laughs>
1: There's your tagline um <laughs> good times though, but anyway the you know there's a there's a kind of a of an Ishiro honda esque uh trio of main characters uh the the uh, kind of the doddering slash brilliant scientist, his assistant who is a vagina and not much else, and there's a male reporter you can't talk about women like that matt. I'm not talking. I hey, I just they did it. <laughs> They're saying it. <laughs> it really is sad because it really does it, as as a point of comparison, the gamma of films, especially the the well more of the older films are not super kind to women. <laughs> I mean, it was
0: not a culture that was especially Progressive in that context. Yeah.
1: Now that being said, that's one of the reasons why I have so much love for the work of Honda over on the sure Honda over on the Toho films and Godzilla movies and stuff, because he would very frequently uh, do a lot of juxtapositioning with the modern woman, the traditional woman, the patriarchal male, the nebbish young progressive male, right. and that would be a really great little mix of characters, like uh, uh, m- uh, my wife Morgan and I, to celebrate Godzilla's birthday yesterday, watched the original King Kong vs. Godzilla. Oh, good lord. Uh, well, we watched the Japanese version, which is like a Mel Brooks movie. I mean, it is like a straight-up parody. <laughs> and there's a lot of Honda's great touches to his characters that make them feel a lot more fleshed out. The Gamera series doesn't really have that luxury. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, Like, literally...
0: Uh, so you would say that like the films weren't as interested in having any sort of, like, social social message? They were just mo- giant monster films?
1: Uh, sort I mean, of. They, they were, were kind of ham-fisted in that. Yeah. I would
0: actually argue that there's I mean, a fairly... Outside of a certain degree of environmentalism, which they all seem to have.
1: It's true. Like, I would actually say that the third film in the series, Gamera vs. Gauss, is one of the more interesting societal related subplots. We'll get to that one. Okay. The thing that really makes Gamera, the giant monster, the original film from 1965, stand out, is the inclusion of the character Kenny. You <laughs> The little boy.
0: Does he get killed and then just keep coming back in (laughs) the
1: movie? What's interesting, I'm trying to remember what his Japanese name is. Oh, wait, I don't care. Um, (laughs) You can remember every other Japanese term, but not Kenny's name. (laughs) Whatever.
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) I expected better from you, Matt Frank.
1: Wow, where are those fucks? I should give about fucking Kenny. No, that's actually I, I, I believe oh my that. my God, you forgot Kenny's name. You I believe bastard. that. Shut up. I believe that actor, that young actor, actually grew up to do some pretty prominent roles. I, I think he actually grew up and became an anime voice actor. Okay, it's kind of cool. But um, anyway, his inclusion was actually kind of an afterthought. If I if I understand it correctly. They wanted to have a kid appeal element. They specifically, because the Godzilla films at the time were more mass audience films. They had mostly adult characters, uh, you know, uh, with with a lot of uh, a lot of intrigue and and character development and like go- guys doing stuff. The Gamera <laughs> films. <laughs> that's my that's my scholarly analysis. Madly, man,
0: <laughs> turning screws. <laughs> <laughs> the I mean. Great eagle. Experiment. <laughs> Sorry. Like, no, it's okay. Just, just I'm referencing a completely different mystery science theater film. I'm uh,
1: Yeah, it's no. As much as I love M C Three K, there's a lot of blind spots I have. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I mean you the can't ones watch them all. The ones that I I just go back and revisit constantly are the Amara movies they did. Sure. I mean, the one
0: I've seen the most is the movie. I can quote that movie almost end to
1: end. Oh man, I really want to go back and rewatch that. <laughs> so good. Anyway, uh, but c- <laughs> the inclusion of Kenny's character. Uh, was a naked attempt to try to appeal to kids, in so much that it actually actively contradicts the film itself, and feels like an active afterthought. See, Kenny, for whatever reason, decides to climb into the top of a lighthouse uh, when he first meets Gamera. Gamera proceeds to destroy the lighthouse. Kenny is dangling for his life from the ruins of the lighthouse. Gamera, for no reason, in apropos of nothing catches him and sets him down gently, and then Aww. proceeds to go destroy the rest of Japan.
0: Gentle Gamera. He just has a thing for Kenny.
1: It, uh, just Kenny, apparently,
0: because... <laughs> and, it's like, Is this the script that Man of Steel was a rewrite of?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still a better movie than Man of Steel. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's just... It's, it's inexplicable. It, it has no... His character has no bearing on the plot except to put himself and everyone around him in danger. Like, it's 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 a train wreck of a film, and you could really easily. And of course, Mr. Science Theater ran with this. You could really easily recut this character. Actually, don't even have to recut it that much. You can really make him into like a creepy Damien kind of Omen kid, because he'll like be standing. He'll be standing at the window. There's literally a scene in the movie where he's standing at the window. Looking at Gamera, burn the city down and saying, Gamera, don't do anything bad, Gamera. He's my friend. Gamora is my friend. He's a good turtle. No, he's not. Get help, kid. <laughs> it's just it's infuriating, but it's also morbidly fascinating. I guess
0: I mean the presumption is that if Gamera's saving this kid, maybe he just doesn't realize how big he is. He's like turning around, going, sorry, sorry, that was on me. My bad. Oh,
1: Jesus Christ. Dude. That wasn't worth much, was it? I swear, I will replace that. I'm sorry. Wow, yeah, I guess he accidentally swung his fist into the middle of that building. Okay,
0: so what was uh, his Gamera's reasoning for attacking the city?
1: Well, the whole idea is apparently that Gamera was looking for fuel to stoke, literally to stoke his flame. So kind of a Godzilla
0: type thing where he's always showing up at
1: places where there's nuclear reactors and stuff. Uh, yeah, more it actually anticipated that because they hadn't really played with that idea for Godzilla until like the nineties, okay. uh, in or the eighties rather. In um, Gamera, yeah, he's just he's just looking to set stuff on fire so that he can eat the fire. Wow, and it's all very strange. Now, the one thing that can also be said for the old Gamma cycle is that they always had really, really, really creative anti-monster attack means. In the first movie alone, they hit Gamera with freeze bombs. That's try to put him on ice like he was back. They figured they was, it was actually a smart plan. The that we can't kill Gamera with firepower and rockets and stuff. So let's freeze him because that clearly was what kept him dormant for however many years. Okay. So and, put him back in the ocean
0: in the arctic and let him sleep it off till some future generation has to deal with
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a lot like our government. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I oh, you know, it's funny. Uh in the American version, Gamora the invincible uh had oodles of new scenes shot with American actors who are literally just a bunch of American mil- American governmental people sitting around a round table discussing about what to do with Gamera and literally taking credit for everything the Japanese are doing. They didn't bring Raymond Burr back, so he's all like, i did the same thing out the
0: same thing <laughs> twice.
1: Not until 1985. <laughs> um, it was Gamera harder. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that would have been pretty great to see old... old um, Oh crap! What was uh, what was his uh, character? He was best known for Raymond Burr. Yeah, it was uh, Perry Mason. Perry Mason. Yeah, it would have been great to see old Perry show up again in a Gamera <laughs> movie. But now, as a bunch the of one like, thing we haven't tried is legal action. <laughs> <laughs> what about love, <laughs> Kenny? We need you to deliver the subpoena to Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Perry got toasted. <laughs> yeah, but then at the end of the movie, uh, spoilers. Uh, there's a pretty great ending where you don't hear, you don't find out until literally the moment it happens. Their plan is to put, they trap Gamera in a rocket and fire him into space. Huh. Didn't work for, so well for the Hulk. Uh, didn't work so well for Gamera either, as no. we'll see in the next film. <laughs> it is Gamera versus Baragon? Barugon. Barugon. Barucon. not
0: one of the more popular? Gamera villains? Um, not
1: real. I mean, yeah. he... Mm, kind of. <laughs> I wish He's- we
0: were videotaping Just <laughs> <laughs> watching you do That's like head turning with every single... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
1: mm, God, <laughs> mm, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, uh, Barragon is best known for being the second foe Gamma ever fought, mm. having one of the more creative power sets, and also, quite frankly, being one of the better Gamma movies. Uh the first movie is kind of a standard humdrum like, oh, giant monsters on a rampage. It's, it's Gamera versus people, not versus another. Yeah, monster, it's right? just it's just yeah, Gamera on a rampage. Right. Gamma versus Byrogon is where they simultaneously Okay, actually <laughs> So I gotta set this up a little. Okay. Okay, so Gamera the original Gamera, the Giant Monster, was a pretty big success. It rivaled the Godzilla movies in its in its take home, in its box office take home,
0: presumably uh, pet shop turtle sales as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God, I'm just thinking about that poor little turtle in the first movie, to where, where Kenny has to go like basically ditch him in the ocean because his parents told him to. Oh, to die
0: almost immediately. It's the ocean. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a little, it's a little like a readier slider. It's yeah. like, what are you doing? It's not a sea turtle, buddy. It can't survive in salt water.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it just again, his older sister, who's kind of a surrogate mother character is just the worst. Just a lot of the women characters in these movies are just... Almost always, the villains or just really negative influences. Good lord! It's a, it's a, we're gonna get to Gamma versus Guron. Okay. I have a lot to say about Gamma versus Guron. Gamma versus Paragon, which we're currently on. right, right, right. Sorry. Uh, actually, <laughs>
0: <it> actually <laughs> no one ever said it was hard
1: to get Matt Frank off subject. <laughs> <laughs> Hey-oh. Anyway, uh, so so Norak Yuasa enge- uh, enjoyed some some congratulations some well deserved congratulation for making a successful film. Unfortunately, because A realized they had a hit on their hands, they decided, "Okay, Yuasa, you're done. We're going to bring in one of our A directors, and you can do the special effects." Or a heavy something. hitter. Yeah. So, so Yuasa was demoted. <laughs> That's lame. It's super lame. But honestly, kind of for the better because Gamma versus Barragon is a way better movie than Yuasa probably could have made. Mm. So they got one of their A directors to direct it. The basic setup of the film is it's it's a really plotty, twisty, turny kind of like there were these um. These three guys who went off to this South Seas island to try to find an opal that a friend of theirs had hidden there during the war. Mm-hmm. He was stuck, he was, he was trapped on one of the islands during the war, hid an opal in one of the caves, so the three of these guys smuggle their way to this island to go find this cave and this opal and it'll make them all rich. Okay. It's like a giant opal, like the size of a watermelon. Yeah, that would be a, something I could see doing. Right. Yes. So I mean, they c- Maybe not if there was Gamera swimming around. Well, yeah. Presumably he's in space. Well, uh, well... <sighs> Just so happens, uh, a meteorite crashed into the spaceship. Uh, Gamera escaped, immediately came back to Earth, started tearing stuff up. Uh, oh,
0: well, okay, so... Yeah, but fortunately, the hero Baragon arises. Well, uh, no, Baragon is is quite a deal worse. Um, okay, so this is a lesser of two evils is, the, is mm-hmm. your friend, I think.
1: Basically, I mean, by the end of the movie, Gamera just decides to go kill Baragon, and everyone's like, is a hero! And it's like... Hi, uh, uh,
0: uh, okay. <laughs> so was this the beginning of Gamera is no longer, like, the monster who destroys everything so much as, like, everyone goes, No, we love Gamera. He's great. Thank God it's Gamera.
1: Yeah, they really... This was the movie where, like, in the same movie, Gamera goes from destroyer of cities to hero. Not quite hero to friend of children yet. Right,
0: because I know by the time this gets on into the 90s, he is, like a archetypal force of nature that is a friend to all children and comes when the planet is in danger, which is quite a bit different from the original film.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, with the exception of this one inexplicable scene where Gamera saves Kenny, there's, like... Uh, there, there really isn't much to support him being a hero until the third film. I mean... In, in the second film, though, it, there there is a lot of really good stuff in it. There's a lot of really great special effects sequences, especially when Baragon first emerges from his little egg, and it's a really kind of an impressive practical effect, and then uh, actually engineered by some of the same guys from Toho who worked on the Godzilla movies. And uh, Baragon hatches, goes on a rampage. Not only can he freeze entire cities with his icy breath... He has a rainbow laser a rainbow laser rainbow laser. Wow, so this was really the
0: real beginning of gay rights <laughs>
1: <say>. <laughs> Oh man, why haven't I drawn that yet? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean yeah, I mean, I literally actually do have uh friend uh, uh, kaiju fr- uh, Kaiju fan friends who are gay w- who will. What? I just want to redub this movie, so at one point he can say "Taste the Rainbow, bitch." Mm, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of the it's a pretty impressive visual effect. All things considered, Gamera you know, shows up to try to fight him. Unfortunately, as we've established, Gamera is weak against cold, yes. so Barugan puts him on the mat. Um, so, meanwhile, uh, the three guys who had found the opal, one of them was was killed. Uh, in the caves by uh, by inexplicable scorpion. Actually, not inexplicable. They set that up, but uh, <laughs> the scorpions out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Just a giant wave of scorpions. Ugh. Actually, that happened to my parents once uh, in Mexico. God. I'll tell you that story sometime. Uh, it's quite terrifying and lived. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. Damn it, I keep getting off point. So, uh, but the lead, uh, played by Kochiro Hongo, who was a big star at the time, and he actually goes on to appear in most of the rest of the Gamera movies, Um, he is the hero of the film. He gets uh, almost killed by the third guy, Um, uh, no, Kawajiri's the guy who died. He's Uh, just greedy. Yeah, the third guy was just this greedy piece of shit. He is literally one of, like, the baddest dudes I've seen in a kaiju movie. I mean, when he goes back to the mainland to go talk to their contact who had sent them to go find the opal in the first place, mm-hmm. uh, he accidentally kind of lets it slip that he had something to do with the other guys dying. Was well, not a very good criminal. No, not really. No. He literally is like, no, I've, I can't, I can't give up now. I'm not after I've killed two men. What did you say? <laughs> it literally. <laughs> Madden, did I say men? I meant scorpions. I, I, I meant, uh, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs>
0: Giant scorpions. It was <laughs> fucked, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, uh, when he tells his buddy that, well, the, 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 when he tells the original, the, the 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 ringleader, this, they get into an altercation. Keep in mind, the ringleader is crippled, uh, proceeds to uh, beat the crap out of him, I think he beats him with his own walking stick, and then uh, shoves a locker on top of him, sets the house on fire, steals his wallet, and then runs off. Wow, that's pretty thorough. It's, yeah. But he lives, right? Uh the guy the ringleader? The, the guy who has the locker top dropped. No, he's head. fucking dead. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, he burned he burned to death in the house. He, but later he turns into Viras. <laughs> no, he oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Viras. Anyway, uh so again, it's a fairly it's a pretty fun movie. It's it's but unfortunately it didn't perform very well because it wasn't very kid-friendly. It was uh, fairly kind of a slow burn, deliberately paced, had a lot of character development, a lot of plotty, twisty, turny. Kujuro Hongo's character makes his way back to Japan eventually with the cool, sexy uh, island native girl in tow who knows all about Baragon and the legend of Baragon and how to defeat him and everything. Uh, and I'm sure
0: that's the only reason. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it was. You know, like I said, though, unfortunately, it didn't perform very well. Gamera is barely in it. Like Gamera is actually in it, possibly less than Godzilla so is in Godzilla. Did you say it's
0: actually considered though to be one of the better of the Gamera films?
1: It's considered uh, to be a better film, but it didn't perform well because kids were yeah. bored by it. Right. So, so that director was uh, let go. He wasn't. He wasn't brought back. um uh, and Nori- Noriaki Uwasa came back for Gamera vs. Gauss, the third film. Okay. Which I actually have a lot of fondness for. It's, you it- say
0: that in terms of, as if, like, it's not considered to be very good, but you like it anyway.
1: <sighs> well, it's a Gamera movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> but even among Gamera fans, it's a uh, Well, the thing is, is that it's it's the start of the. Of the, them really pushing the whole idea of Gamera's friend of children. Mm. So as a result, the main little character, H.E., uh, the little kid character... He's a little Tudball, I love him. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's ms 3 k again. They're like, H.E. I love you! Someone get a little ball of cream soda! <laughs> he um, gets rescued by Gamera at one point. Gamera gives him a ride on his back and delivers him safely to his family... It's all very explicit. Somewhere Hayao Miyazaki was like... Huh. Taking mm, note. Taking note of that. that I can, there's some money to be made. I bet John Lasseter will love this. Make when he's him born. furrier. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a got one of the one of the more interesting plots as well. It's um there's a there's a mountain town at the base of Mount Fuji that is looking to sell their land to a road construction company. And this was, of course, during a period in Japan when there was a lot of construction going on. I mean. Japan Japan's economy was really booming at the time, and so there's a lot of construction happening, a lot of new cities being built, and um, this rural farming community is sort of... They're trying to hold out for more cash, essentially. But then they discover that, oh crap, there's a giant monster in this volcano that's in, in Mount Fuji that's starting to erupt, or rather it's connected to it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and, it, and the monster is Gauss. <laughs> And Gauss is one of the most frequently recurring, It's probably is the most recurring Gamera villain. So
0: what, what does he look like? What's his deal?
1: He's like a giant bat. Okay. Kind of looks like the Batman I've seen symbol. Him, yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he has this flat triangular head. Uh, the original Gauss is very creepy. He's got this dead-eyed hooded look from his head, a very creepy and weird monster. He shoots sonic laser-cutting... Uh, lasers from his mouth that are... St- <laughs> they only cut lasers? I don't understand. <laughs> sonic laser... Sonic cutting lasers. Wait, cutting... Sonic lasers that cut. Sonic lasers that cut. Sure. Shut up. Right. Um- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, that's a really impractical skill. Yeah. When Gamera cutting- fires some lasers,
1: I'm set. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, his is his laser cutting lasers are apparently strong enough to cut through Gamera's shells, so it's, you know, Gamera gets all kinds of fucked up in this movie I mean, he gets his arm nearly severed uh, mm. in the ensuing battle but, uh, you know there's this whole, like, while this all this monstery stuff is going on with Kojiro Hongo again running around as this foreman in charge of the construction project um, there's this there's this side plot with, like, this back and forth while you kind of watch the farming community uh, fall apart because they're all, like they they know they're not going to be able to sell their land for any money now. But the head of the village keeps trying to tell them, no no no, you got to hold out, you got to hold out. And there's this back and forth going on. There's a there's a scene, a really kind of a terrifying scene where the little boy is uh, clutching his older sister uh, uh, in their home, while you hear Gau screaming in the distance and devouring all the horses. Uh, and somebody's on somebody's property nearby. Yeah. It's really upsetting. Dick move, guys. Yeah. We like horses here. <laughs> yeah, like you'll see like heads there you'll see like the aftermath, like at one point, uh one of the farmers comes out because his cattle were all gone and uh because his livelihood is destroyed, he comes out with a rifle and just starts shooting into the sky and his buddies have to come basically tackle him to the ground so he doesn't kill himself. Well, he's ruined. Yeah, and it's a pretty <laughs> it's a pretty um it's kind of a dark film in a lot of ways, uh, in the way it kind of handles things. Unless H think, is on screen, <laughs> do you
0: think those things were representative of something culturally going on at that point?
1: I, I, I really do think so. I think that there was, a, like I said, there was a lot of construction going on, a lot of infrastructure building at the time. So a lot of a lot of rural communities around Tokyo were sort of being displaced out. a little bit, yeah. pushed out. I'm not an expert on Japanese economics, but that definitely seems to be the case. But yeah, so. You know, and there's a lot of really cool effects, and again, they bring back that those weird monster fighting uh, t- tactics of theirs. Like, I don't know. Well, we got the spinning restaurant here. It's like the it's like the Tower of the Americas in San Antonio. It spins. Is there a way we can make it spin faster? Yes. Okay. Let's put a blood fountain on top of it. We'll get gals to uh, drink the blood. It's not actual blood, it's just... They literally get a think tank together to try to develop a a liquid that smells and tastes like human blood. Okay. Stick it on top of this fountain, on top of the spinning restaurant, get Gauss to land on it, and then just spin the restaurant until Gauss gets dizzy. That's the worst plan (laughs) ever. (laughs) It's,
0: like, literally the worst <laughs> plan I've ever heard. It's
1: so weird, and yet I love it, because their idea is to keep Gauss out until the sun comes up, because the sun, he's like a vampire. The sun hurts him.
0: Oh. So... So it, basically, Gamera's just got to play rope-a-dope with him and just, like, you know, keep him out. him out until the sun shows up.
1: Yeah, it happens. It's, like, two or three times they fight, and Gamera just keeps trying to keep him out until the sun comes out, but at one point, Gamera uh, has him by the foot... Like 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 bites into Gauss's foot Gauss literally just tears off his own foot So that he can escape before the sun comes back Well, you gotta do what you gotta do Yeah, well he grows it back I, I so. did that
0: once when I woke up in bed next to this girl I didn't even know who she was She was like
1: really way overweight It was weird oh. I don't know how it happened Well, you know yeah. I mean, we've all been there I got better <laughs> I was going to say, what, did she have a bear trap on your leg? A saw no, you situation. Know where,
0: you know, that's where the expression Coyote Ugly came from. You know, <laughs> seriously, you didn't know that?
1: No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's
0: like you you gnaw off your own arm to uh, escape while she's still asleep.
1: No, I didn't know that. Why would you do that? I
0: didn't make it up. <laughs> no idea why you would call a bar that, but still. What, right? Yeah, that's actually, no yeah. Sense. What? fuck is that makes no sense
1: so gauss um Uh, sorry gauss coyote uglied his way out of that situation (laughs) so eventually the plan is and i actually do kind of like that he is a child who operates on child logic like he's not smarter than the adults he just he operates on child logic and he likes the monsters. so he sometimes thinks outside of the box and at one point he says we can he's just he just has this whimsical little child moment where he's like well, "we could just set fire to the to the trees" and everyone's like "what are you talking about?" It's like, "well, Gamera loves fire and he'll it'll bring Gamora and then Gauss doesn't like fire, so Gamora will come and defeat Gauss." So the adults interpret that plan as being, "Okay, well, we will set fire to the forest and we'll just keep setting more fires cuz Gauss actually does have this armpit spray that can put out fire. I know. Uh, hi, Japan. You are wonderful. Uh, and good. Lord. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I know how it sounds. And then just put out the fire. And so they'll just keep, they said, we'll just keep lighting more fires. And they, uh, they say like, well, if you burn the trees, the land will be worthless. And the villagers are like, well, you know, we kind of dug our own hole with this. We were being greedy, trying to, trying to hold out for more money. Maybe Gauss, maybe maybe the gods sent Gauss to punish us. So they lit the fight, and so Gamera comes, they have their fight, and yay, it's a movie. <laughs> All right, well that
0: moves us on to, and by the way, these are coming out every year for the record since 1965. Yes. That brings us to
1: 1968's Gamera versus Viras? Is that yeah, Viras? let's move on. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Gamera versus Viras. 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 Uh, <laughs> There's no B. It says virus There's no V in Japanese. Oh. Their Bs replace the that Vs. Sucks. V is a much cooler letter than It B. is. But, like, yeah, a lot of the kaiju who have Vs in their names are not called that. Like, Varan is Baran, and okay. Viras is Bairas. Fair enough. Anyway, Vyras is a giant squid from space with a pokey head that he can use to uh, pierce Gamera's shell. And I think he's psychic.
0: Man, it might be the greatest job just to be the guy who <laughs> came up with new monsters, you know? We're like, oh well, I don't know. How Fuckin about a giant squid from space with a
1: pokey head? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like an unpeeled... It looks like a peeled banana when it's not all pokey. Okay. Yeah. And he's got like a parrot face. Okay. Yeah. But that's not the plot. The plot is... Uh, uh, that would uh, be weird if it was the plot. You're yeah. Like, what is this? Just... mask with Eric Stoltz in chair, in kaiju form? Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> yes, no. it would be. No. Um, <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you have to emphasize that point. Uh, the plot of the film, such as it is this is where we're starting to kind of slide downhill a little bit into the m- even more absurd. Because this film is basically the Boy Scout adventure with Gamera. Okay, so this it, is where we're going full-on kid-friendly. This, this is... It was at this point where, um, the American distributor for the Gamera films actually decided to... He basically pre-bought all the films and said, well, if you guys are going to keep making these films, have to put some, uh, Caucasian kids in there. Really? To, oh, yeah. So, um... Uh, Gamma versus virus, gamma versus Guron. And I think Gamber vs. Jiger, but definitely Gamma vs Zegra, all four of those films have Caucasian leads. So them. so the
0: reason was they were thinking that maybe they could sell them to Western audiences better than they yeah
1: way? Yeah. I mean these were staples of television at the time, and yeah, they were pre bought with the stipulation that like you should put some white white people in this. Okay. To which iwasa famously said that he had a really hard time telling them all apart. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Bunch of toe headed kids running around. <laughs> but yeah, so it, there's literally in Gamma vs. Virus a Boy Scout Jamboree in Japan. Of course, man. Uh, run by the scout leader, Kojiro Hongo. I told you, he was going to keep popping up. Okay, uh, so is this the same character? same actor. But not the same character? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, little anecdote, uh, back in Gamera vs. Barugan, before he first got the job, when he was offered the job, well, it wasn't so much offered the job. This is back in the days of the studio system where if you got a job, contract. you got to do it. Yeah. He really didn't want to do it because he thought that there wasn't going to be much... He didn't know, He didn't really know anything about monster movies, and he didn't know that there was going to be, like whole narrative scenes like he thought he was just going to be pointing at a monster off screen he faked an illness to try to get out of it huh. and like literally a uh, call the doctor friend of his to come over and give him cold shots and um, to intentionally give him a cold basically yeah and uh, so the producer and, and he did this so that the pro- the director and the producers who came to check on him would be convinced that he was sick and they literally said they would wait until he got better before oh my they started God. filming, so he's, he's like,
0: like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Yeah,
1: he said, "Well, I guess I can't get out of it." But now he 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 has gone on record several times saying he looks back on these films very fondly, and he's like, "I actually had a pretty good time on these." So good for him. But so Han goes back. He's managing a Boy Scout troop. Little Japanese boy and little white kid uh, have their buddy adventure. Um, they steal a submarine. Um, it's like a kid. No, wait, the little kids steal a submarine. The little kids. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a, it's like a submarine. For kids.
0: Why is there a submarine for kids it's there to be stolen? part of the jamboree. They know of guy who made one. So the submarine was there with the intention that these kids would at some point get in it. They just stole it before the actual submarine day <sighs> happened.
1: I think it actually might have been like like an exploratory submarine that just a guy they knew made.
0: This <laughs> <laughs> fucking movie. You did warn me it was getting absurd at this point. Uh, so. Yeah, I did. Okay.
1: I'm so with you. They, Keep going. And so, actually, one of my one of my best friends actually really likes this movie because he was a boy scout growing up, and mm-hmm. he really enjoys the um, opening sequence beca- or one of the opening sequences because it's the kids and they're in a little submarine and they they, get, they run into Gamera under the sea and they have a little race with Gamora. Like, yeah, I got huge. my kaiju
0: badge. Yeah, ba- <laughs> yeah,
1: basically, I got my didn't get burned alive badge. <laughs> so they're they having fun with Gamera, and then. Uh, a spaceship shows up, the Viren spaceship. Of course. Yep. As it does. As, as it happens. As you do. They trap Gamera uh, in, a, in a force field bubble. Uh, Wait, the spaceship does? The spaceship does. Okay. And then uh, Gamera, of course, manages to get the ki- help the kids escape. Then uh, the Virens notice that Gamera has some predilection towards children. So they kidnap the children and tell Gamera, you have to do what we say or we're going to kill the kids. So, good lord. Yeah. So they attach this uh, diode on the back of Gamera's neck and they start mind controlling him and send him off to destroy Tokyo. Why does everyone want to destroy Tokyo? Because it's there, <laughs> okay. Fair enough. It, it's yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure the contractors are happy. Yeah. Well, you yeah. Build new stuff. I mean, if Daredevil's any indication, uh, <laughs> God, Daredevil is so good. Yes. I just, it is. I just started watching. I, so I read good. your
0: Facebook post. You, I was like, seriously, you just started? How long have we been yelling at you? About I this? don't have time to watch stuff. I don't sleep. And <laughs> <laughs> didn't you just say that you rewatched? King Kong versus Godzilla for the um. I don't time. have to justify my actions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. No, anyway, no, you're right though. I just I, you know, part of it was also that um, it looked like the sort of show that was going to be very emotionally distressing, and I kind of have to work myself up to sure, watch something like that. And it is just kaiju keep... movies are a lot less. <sighs>
0: you're not really getting emotionally involved in the majority of them. Speak for yourself.
1: Okay, um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> not to the same extent that like that like. uh that amount of murder and or rape, I mean,
0: man. That with. that that the hallway fight scene with Gammer and
1: and Naviras uh, is so intense. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny because that that battle at the end of this movie is actually the best part of it. Okay, um, so so they die out the, on
0: the back of his neck, destroying Tokyo. Kids kidnapped by aliens. What happens next?
1: So the kids, <laughs> these are like the. The aliens in these movies, like, have no security measures. They keep, like, kind of letting the kids just run around the ship. They try to lock them up at one point. The kids have a little dart gun they use to free themselves by pushing a button. Um, <laughs> it's dumb. An- anyway, it turns out that... Uh, so, the- so it turns out that uh, the Virens are controlled. They're- they look like normal dudes, but they're controlled by this squid thing in a tank. And... It like how the fucking what it happens in this fucking movie? Uh so, so the squid thing turns into virus the monster. It becomes the giant monster, okay. but only after it kills all of its subordinates and absorbs their bodies. That seems like a terrible plan. Well, it's a la- their ship has been destroyed. It's their last ditch effort to try to kill. Danamar. I see. Okay,
0: so it's the emergency. You know what? We may not get back, escape back to space, but at least we'll fuck shit up. Basically, they yes. Won't forget us after this.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the kids manage to uh, actually do some damage on the ship. They manage to escape. Uh, Gamera breaks free with mind control, comes to save the kids, fights virus. It's actually kind of a cool fight because there's some cool angles. It's well shot miniature stuff, even though it's this ridiculous. Floppy squid thing. I still kind of love it. I can't. I can't hate these movies because they're just so fucking weird and fun. I will say, like when you're
0: playing D and D and you have summon monster, summoning giant squid is always the way to go, especially when you're nowhere near water because <sighs> Man, it's I, hysterical. I
1: wish I was a summoner now. I'm a I'm a half orc samurai. Oh, um, that's yeah. a really half orcs. I didn't even know that was an option. I Actually, half-orc. think we're playing Forgotten Realms. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually. I don't. I don't really pay that close attention. Yeah. Uh, I'm only <laughs> in the middle. Ravenloft, right now. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, virus. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, for the most part, again, this is kind of a weird, kind of, kind of dumb meandering one. It's on the lower, it's on the lower scale uh, of the films, but. <sighs> Like, and the thing that really kind of gets my goat is that uh, partway through the film, when Gamera goes on a rampage, they decide to use some stock footage, which is a common practice at the time. You you do, you, Toho was doing that quite a bit. They were trying to be as creative as they could with their stock footage and try to mask the fact that it was stock footage. With Gamera vs. Virus, there's no, uh, when your entire black, when your entire uh, monster rampage sequence is black and white and the rest of the movie is in color. Uh-huh. Um, That's A weird choice. It's a weird choice. So, I guess is they this
0: Quentin Tarantino's camera.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I watched the shit out of. That. Oh Jesus! He did Please have plans no. to do a Godzilla movie at one point. Yeah, I'm sure he said a lot of
0: stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of liked his idea. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the bride gets affected by radiation
0: and turns into a giant lizard monster to finish her arc of revenge. Can we have that? Yes. Quentin, can we have that? We, we, I would watch that. Again. I would watch the all shit. Right, I'm sorry. Anyway, so, it's fine. So anyway, you say, this is not one of the better ones, but it still has appealed to you. It's
1: it's charming. I mean, all of these films are must-watches for kaiju fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, if nothing else, just so you can be familiar with the crazy, stupid shit that happens in them. But this led on to 1969's Gamera versus Giron. I believe it's supposed to be Gion, Gion? as
0: guillotine. Okay, because so he's like some sort of axe blade chopping monster? He has a knife for it.
1: Ahead. Okay, I know who and you're talking about. Yes, you know you know what I'm talking about. I do. This is regarded as probably the weirdest of the movies. And that's saying something. It is. I wouldn't say it's actually the weirdest. I would say Gamera super monsters whereas <laughs> we'll get to that. Um and weird specifically of the Gamera films, not, uh, yes. not, not kaiju altogether. Oh yeah, there's some much weirder stuff in the genre. Okay. Like there's some episodes of Ultraman that are like, "What is happening? <laughs> I'm going crazy, man." <laughs> oh man, I actually have two friends who I, I do have friends who drop acid and watch Ultraman oh, and I'm sure they said do. It, it it is the weirdest experience. They're just watching Ultraman simulates being on acid. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> So, Gamma versus Guron is actually one of the one of the first ones I saw. It's one of the ones I grew up with. So, I have a lot of unironic fondness for it. Uh that being said, so, this is the one that's, again, not super kind to women. Um, the little, there's a little white boy and a little Japanese boy, and they have dreams of finding aliens or exploring the stars and stuff. Like, they're at their telescope every night, like, ooh, we want to find a new star and, or a new planet, name it after ourselves. A very Spielbergian. Right? They have this shrill, harpy shrew of a mother who is the worst, she, especially in the dub, because in the dub she is insufferable.
0: <laughs> what I tell you about paying with that little oxy bastard? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn it! Oh man, she just God. She just what does she she say? She she threatens the daughter, the little sister, with. um... Because a little, because at one point the boys, um, they go a spaceship lands near their home. They go and they jump inside of it because they're little boys. And that's what I, I do. would have done it. Right. Yeah. They, they flies off into space, and the little sister is like, um, 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 trying to tell the mom what happened. Right, and the mother is like, she's like, uh, she's like, but mom, I'm not lying. The the, the the Akio and Tom went off in a spaceship, and I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to do. And she's like. If you don't stop this right now go upstairs and study you're not gonna go to a good you're not what she actually like threatens to not send her to the right school or something like it's this weird vague threat okay. and she's just oh and then like there's other shit like when the kids are talking about how like oh yeah well we're gonna meet life on other planets aliens could <laughs> exist she's like she's like aliens don't exist monsters don't exist stop looking through a telescope and study. And it's like, you exist in the Gamera universe! All of this stuff has happened! (laughs) Anyway, it also is the this movie also introduces one of my favorite side characters, who's, um... He's called Konchan in the uh, Japanese version, but they call him Corn Job in MST3K. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, you can see why that would happen. He's a local police officer for their neighborhood, and he is played by this uh, pretty prominent Japanese comedian. He is a fucking blast to watch. Okay. Uh. Oh man. God damn it. Anyway, um. He he becomes the kids' confidant. You know, he's kind of a stern authority figure at first, but he also like really cares about the kids, and you know, you know, uh, kind of a hard ass with a heart of gold. Uh, much goofier than that. Anyway, the kids get whisked away to a another planet, which is literally on the other side of the sun, so that way Earth and this planet Terra never see each other. That's why nobody's discovered it yet.
0: Because Earth would be pissed off saying... Terra, seriously?
1: <laughs> you are such a copycat.
0: Oh well, my god, come up with something original, why don't you?
1: They might as well have called it um, shitty pointy dirt ball, because this is like the shittiest planet. It's covered in glaciers. That's not a good planet. Nope. Yeah, It's a bad planet. Bad planet. Bad planet. So Gamera is, who's just hanging out in outer space, apparently. Uh, if you could, you would. Uh, yeah. Uh. He uh, follows their ship, because he wants to, He at first they're doing the race thing, and they have the whole Gamera Camara, camera, camera.
0: I love that you know too much about these films may I, may I point out right now that he is not looking at anything for any not one bit of this information has he researched by looking at, like at like any sort of crib sheet or anything this is all off the top of Matt Frank's <laughs> ever. he hasn't once said hey can you check this for me or looked at his phone or
1: anything the the rabbit hole goes pretty deep I am well aware <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean that's not those aren't the actual lyrics though, that's the NST3K approximation because they did the Gamora's really neat version and then they did a Hirohito Gamera version Hirohito of course being the emperor of Japan in World War 2 uh-huh. they're just looking to fill in the blank it's fucking great <laughs> anyway uh they they go to this planet Terra where they meet these two space babes who are, are absolutely
0: useless to two pre pubescent little boys.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's like again, we we cannot not talk about MSU 3K. I love the bit where they're like, um, wow, major Babage, we have dates for the prom now. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. In 7 years. Right. <laughs> oh man. I but they are um they are Bella. and I want to say Barbella, but that's not right. Um they're they're like these these space babes and their whole idea is at first they're real nice to the kids they make them donuts and shit out of their <laughs> they have like they have a, a, a replicator basically okay and the kids wanted donuts they scanned the kids' brains found out they wanted donuts they made donuts yay. That sounds
0: like awesome space babes to me. Yeah. So far.
1: Except then they drug the donuts and the kids pass out and they're going to cut their heads open and eat their brains. They
0: roofie the kids? They roofie the kids. Oh my
1: God. These <laughs> space babes
0: aren't as great as they initially sounded.
1: No, not not so much. No. Uh, <laughs> so they are play- So they have a giant dinosaur, oh, dinosaur, monster watchdog named Giron, who's this giant knife headed creature that they control. He also fires shuriken out of his head. That's pretty cool. It is. I'll hand
0: it to you. As monsters go, this sounds like one of the cooler monsters.
1: Duron is... So I had so at my wedding, I, I asked Alison Murphy to make me a uh, Gamera cake mm-hmm. as the groom's cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, you weren't there. That's right. I wasn't I was I was so way sad. out of town. Yeah, you were in San Diego. It was really a bummer. Wish you were there, but I trust me, I San Diego was probably to... better. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, really? All <laughs> I don't right. Remember,
0: well. we were drunk. Oh, okay. That's good all point. I'm yeah. Good
1: point. But um, I, I I very nearly got a friend of mine to actually make me a Guron knife. To cut the gamma cake Oh, that would have been cool. Would have been really cool. Unfortunately, we ran out of time. C'est la vie. Uh, I think he still turned out pretty good though, Yeah, really. I think so, considering it bled green-blue. That's uh, pretty awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, Guron um, uh, at first dispatches what's called a space gauss, which is just the gauss from the previous movies spray-painted silver. Okay. Like you do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, seems, it seems there's a certain degree of this sort of thing happening in the, in the kaiju films of like repurposing. Yeah.
1: yeah I mean, especially in stuff like Ultraman. I mean, the original Baragon, not Barugan, Baragon. Remember Puppy Dog, Floppy Ears? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. A, I think that's who I was thinking. Of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Barugon is a different kaiju. Okay. Uh, Barugan. is uh, adorable. He's adorable. Uh, in his original appearance in Frankenstein Conquers the World, uh, that suit was then loaned out to Tsuburaya for the Ultraman shows and it was made into, I think, no less than five or six different monsters. Okay, off topic. Off topic. And, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. So <laughs> thanks. So <laughs> technically off topic, but
0: off of like very specific laser pointed target.
1: My my broader point is that Gamera versus Guron is fucking nuts, and everybody needs to watch it because it's the only movie where Gamera, uh does a gymnastic spin and sticks the landing and um nearly gets his shell cut open by Guron's knife blade uh the kids have a daring escape from the brain eating space babes like you do and, and they're
0: like yeah it's still dater
1: yeah <laughs> uh, yeah um uh space babes bite it when uh shit goes south um gamora uh, defeats guron by shoving a missile through his head Uh, Which somehow blows him up from the middle of his body? Anyway. Uh, Maybe he's
0: allergic to missiles. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. A lot of kaiju dismemberment in this movie. It's a surprisingly violent film. (laughs) 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 Gamera. Surprisingly violent. (laughs) For a kid's kaiju movie? Kind of? Well, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Well, then again, Ultraman was doing just as crazy, violent stuff. One monster got his entire bottom jaw and throat ripped out. That is pretty violent. Violent. I mean, it's hard to connect that sort of violence
0: to anything you might do to another human being. It's true. You know? You're like... Yeah. kid's going, oh, this'll be fun. (laughs) Yeah, God, I saw Gamera do it. Oh, yeah. I saw Ultraman. He shoved that missile right up that other monster's bottom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, that... I'm pretty sure that happened. Uh, It had to, right? They're just running
0: out of ways to to kill each other.
1: Yeah, pretty much. But anyway, so... (laughs) <laughs> I'm just fucking moving Anyway Gamera repairs the spaceship After it had been cut in half By Guron Why? Welds it together So the kids can fly back Oh they're on They're on Terra Right the yeah. kids are on Terra I know we're getting He can't mm, hold them in his mouth Or something And bring them back No he's got It's gotta be her tight um. So he puts them in the ship Puts the ship in his mouth, flies back to Earth, so, which is like maybe a total of an hour. I'm baffled that like he's got not only
0: <laughs> is he a giant farting space monster, like he can breathe oxygen, he doesn't need to breathe oxygen, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> He can do all this giant monster stuff, but he also has a degree in advanced uh, spaceship uh, mechanics.
1: Spaceship repair and engineering? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he is an accomplished giant turtle. It's like he went to ITT, Technical (laughs) Institute. So, yeah, the the movie. uh, it's camera versus gear on. You should watch it. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs>
0: well, I was actually going to suggest, I know originally we were talking about doing all this in one episode, but it's at yeah. about right in an hour right oh, now. Oh, yeah. So I'm thinking maybe if we end this one mm-hmm. and then the second episode can be part two because we're kind of in the middle of the list of films right now. It's true, we it are. Is. What do you think, Matt Frank?
1: Well, hmm, let me see. One, two, three, four, five. And don't uh, forget, we that. spent about
0: 15 minutes shooting the shit. That's the true. That's true. One. So we could jump uh, right into it for the
1: next one. Tell you what, let's do. One more? Let's do Gamma versus Jiger, and I think that'll be a little bit more towards the middle. Okay. Is that like a Liger or something like that? <laughs> Is it like it, a. It, more of a flying coelacanth?
0: Like the, the, the formerly thought as extinct fish? Slash Triceratops. Okay, now you've lost me.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, only now I've lost Yeah, you. I don't Good know. Good to know. That's
0: too weird for
1: me, man. I can't. <laughs> I
0: mean, giant axe-headed things that fire showing I can handle, but this is just, this is, quite frankly, against God's will.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez, we're yeah. going here now, huh? <laughs> God, who are you, Mitt Romney? Uh, I'm sorry, that was uncalled for. Uh, <laughs> uh, is, is anyone still comparing anything to Mitt Romney? <laughs> Which election <laughs> are you on, Matthew? I watch movies from the 60s. <laughs> so, um... Well, no, 70s now. Who we are, are n- you, Richard Nixon? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? World-famous pugilist Tommy Ray Hanley? <laughs> 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 Gotta give the Game Grumps credit for that one. Um, anyway, Gamer's vs. Jiger is a bit more straightforward, a bit more standard gamma Affair. It's actually a fairly solid... Slowly paced, a little more traditional, not too crazy. Uh, Jiger is a giant mythological creature from this South seas island who gets awoken when this obelisk is removed that this, um, that this uh, Japanese uh, company wants to use f- to put on display at the World's Fair pavilion expo thing that they're putting on. It actually was a world expo that was happening at the time. The film was made in conjunction with this expo to kind of promote it, mm-hmm. and it was more of a big cultural understanding type of thing, sort of like, uh, sort of like. Like the World's Fair, basically, or or that... Um, I'm trying to think of some of, some uh, relevant uh, American examples, uh, but Epcot whatever. Epcot Center? I don't uh, know. Kind of like Epcot, like a big Japanese Epcot. So they take the big obelisk uh, and try to uh, ship it to Japan. Unfortunately, that wakes up Jiger, this giant four-legged coelacanth triceratops uh, thing with a disintegration laser, well, yeah, like of course. You, do. you don't even have to say that. That's right. without I, saying, I when you're saying.
0: Giant four-legged. Ques- ques- I can't say that word. Coelacanth. Coelacanth. Say it with me. Coelacanth triceratops. I mean, you by default go well. It'd be pretty silly <laughs> if it didn't happen. Like sorry. <laughs> <sir." laughs>
1: he also shoots needles out of his face. Well, everybody does that. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm sorry. She shoots needles out of oh. her face because she well. I guess yeah cuz she kind of pulls an alien and impregnates Gamera with her baby spawn. Gross. Yeah. She has this needle tail that she sticks in a side and, and injects
0: an embryo into him.
1: Yeah. Ugh. And yeah, I know it's grotesque and it begins to drain all of Gamora's blood out of his body and it's pretty grotesque. So, the two plucky youngsters whom this this film inevitably has uh now, at this point, just a staple of the Gamera series. Basically, yeah. Uh, they hop into yet another child submersible... <laughs> I would. Do they actually make
0: child size submersibles in Japan now? As a fallout from these movies, I think that would be awesome, and I really want one. <laughs> mm, you're a little bigger than child size now, my friend. I
1: could squeeze in. I'm. I'm look at me. I'm like you're 140 petite. pounds. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, sopping wet. <laughs> I could squeeze in. Anyway, the two kids take the initiative because they. Because they, uh, the scientists all kind of figure out. Well, uh, Gamera's blood is being drained from his body. What's happened? Well, they took some x rays and figured out, oh, he's got some kind of a crazy parasite in his body. Complete with an example scene they show of actual footage of an elephant from a zoo. Whose trunk was filled with parasites, Eww. and they show the footage of them cutting the trunk open and pulling out all of these worms. It's really grotesque.
0: That's pretty disgusting. Yeah,
1: I really I'm grossed out just hearing you describe it. Uh, I, it's one of the scenes I really wish they hadn't included. <laughs> but anyway, um, they the kids take the initiative, go in the submersible, go up inside of Gamera's mouth. Uh, and go on a little friggin' fantastic voyage or whatever... Through Gamera's body Th- to destroy the parasite. Yeah, and they they didn't go in with a plan, of course, not any weapons or anything. They just decide, we're gonna go in, and they somehow accidentally discover that this thing is weak to radio signals, because they're conveniently. little... Conveniently. <laughs> conveniently. So they kill the baby. Uh, Gamera uh, is revived, goes off to fight Jiger. Um, they... The the thing was raped
0: by, ba- by yeah, guy. getting
1: some friggin' <laughs> oh, what's that movie? Uh, uh, I spit on your grave yeah, up in here. Yeah, jeez, oh yeah, boy, oh boy. So, uh, so Jugger is
0: basically a red, a female giant monster redneck.
1: Oh, that's a really bad image. I'm just gonna put a big trucker hat on squeal her. Squeal like a pig now, no. turtle. Oh, Go ahead no. And
0: squeal! No, weep, my innocent cartoon movie. <laughs> so, Ned Beatty is gambling Oh
1: no! <laughs> Why would you do that? I'm sorry.
0: I've it's ruined okay. it forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it was already ruined. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, it, so it turns out that this this obelisk, this thing that they took off the island, uh, if you pass a channel of air through it, it creates this tune that weakens Jiger. It was the thing that kept Jiger asleep. Okay, so Gamera takes it and rams it into Jiger's head, and <laughs> it's like, <mumbles> like
0: I love this song.
1: <sighs> that <laughs> Gamera py- picks up Jiger and. Plops her in a volcano, and that was the end of that. Yeah, that's a bit of overkill there, it sounds like. Well, it's probably the second time Gamera's thrown somebody into a volcano. Fortunately, Certainly there's the a blast. lot of
0: convenient volcanoes around.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's Japan. Yeah, true enough. Yeah. For now. For now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As oh. opposed to the North Sea, or, you know, coral reef. Oh, oh Lava yeah. reef. Lava reef. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, you know, it's... The, the the one thing can be said for the gamma movies is that it's clear that they are enjoying themselves while making these. I mean they're not they 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 do have a lot of fallbacks they have a lot of tropes that they kind of uh, that they kind of just throw in when they need to but for the most part, yeah these movies I would recommend to at least at least kaiju fans to check out if they because unfortunately. There are a lot of Godzilla fans who have never seen a Gamera movie, and some even refuse to see Gamera movies. Because That's they,
0: just being silly.
1: It's very silly. They perceive Gamera as a pretender to the throne, and it's like no one's ever going to supplant how, Godzilla. Yeah. How? First off, how can you even decide
0: that without even having seen and judged for yourself? Like, you say, oh, he's the king. Well, I haven't actually watched any of the other contenders, but he's the king, you yeah. tribal, backwards-thinking son of a It's kid.
1: really shitty. <laughs> it's really shitty. But for the most I like, part... I like Gamera better. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. Because retarded. Sorry. sorry.
0: sorry. I can't say that word anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, he okay. is so silly as that every time he's on screen, I'm just suffused with joy.
1: Yeah, and that's why, I mean, we're definitely going to get a lot more of that... Uh, in the next two movies, which we'll talk about next time. Yeah. And then we'll also, of course, get to the three 90s Gamera movies, <laughs> which are three of which are my three favorite giant monster movies of all time.
0: And then, of course, eventually talk about the, and then get into the, uh, what's next for Gamera.
1: Yes, exactly. We will, of course, give a little love to Gamera the Brave, which was the, kind of the sad, uh, uh, the sad third cousin of the franchise that <laughs> nobody talks about. Because even though it's a really good movie. It's so good It's like the Stand By Me of kaiju movies
0: Jim Jarmusch's Gamera (laughs) the Brave A lone giant turtle taking the Tokyo bullet train Meets a, a, a beautiful young virus on the train And they proceed to have a meaningful conversation That changes both of their lives
1: I bet there's a I bet there's a manga about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we will be talking, of course, like you said, about what's next for Gamera. I mean, there there is a lot of information that came out of New York Comic Con that's worth unpacking because it's it's loaded and it's a lot of it's very uncertain, but the Material's there, so it's worth talking about.
0: Well, Matt, this is awesome. I look forward to many more of these. I will be joining you on the next one, of course, as we finish our Gamera discussion. I can't wait to see what comes after Gamera. I'm really oh, curious. Oh, man.
1: I'm going to dig something up. You, you
0: don't have to dig that hard. I know you. You're like, <laughs> you're like, I have about 80 things waiting in the, the wings. <laughs> Locked and loaded, baby. But uh,
1: do your sign out, man. Well, um, I haven't quite figured out a sign out yet, but uh, for the most part, uh, I'm Matt Frank. Uh, I really want to thank Chris for joining me on this inaugural episode of Giganticast. With the curse. Yes. And as we'll probably be ending the next few episodes with, push the button, Frank.
0: Gamera. Gamera.
1: Gamera is filled with meat We all love you Gamera